What's good, beautiful people? Here we are, episode 51. We're getting there step by step, bit by bit. We're getting closer and closer to, I mean, we're literally one episode away from 52. And that was definitely the goal starting this thing. I'm definitely uh, happy about where I am. Definitely got some ideas and things that I'm setting up for the next season of Sell Speaks podcast. Man, I really hope that you guys have just been enjoying and rocking with me and really getting a lot of uh, value and just an enjoyment and entertainment as well. But, you know, also some things that could definitely like help your life and be a blessing to you. So I hope you guys have really just been enjoying it. <clears throat> and, uh, and, uh, it's been, it's been a fun journey, you know, coming up with topics, talking about different things. Uh, I definitely think for next season, I want to do more collaborations and talk to people because, uh, you know, you get kind of the best conversation sometimes when you're going back and forth with different ideas with people. But for today's episode, man, um, I have been, you know, working out. I'm, I achieved my goal for the year. I wanted to lose 10 pounds. So I went from, what was it, like 197. I'm currently 186. And I'm even working to bring that down from 186 to like one, maybe like 175. And then just really start putting on more muscle and getting myself right. So, you know, we, we doing the thing. We doing the thing. Step by step, bit by bit, but we getting there. And um, it made me think, you know, to do all these things, it's really cutting out a lot of bad habits and, um, you know, implementing good ones. And so, you know, it just made me think, like, why not do a podcast on habits? You know what I mean? Because like they say, your habits are what form you as a person, the things that you're doing consistently, whether it's be conscious or uh, conscious or unconsciously. And so I thought, you know, why not, you know, get into it and, um, you know, uh, talk about the nuances of habit. And, um, you know, if we're going to talk about habits, we got to first talk about how they are formed, right? Because remember, your habits make you or break you. If you have good habits, it makes it a lot easier to do the things that will help you in life. If you have bad habits, it does. it's a lot easier to do the things that hurt you in life. And habits are so nuanced. Like They can be smaller things like you have a habit of chewing on your fingernails when you're watching TV. Or even deeper things like you have a habit of self-sabotaging relationships or opportunities whenever they get good. Like you just can't handle it being good, so you just mess it up. Um, you have the habit of procrastinating, you know, different things. And, and it's important to, you know, really be intentional about setting good habits and being intentional about getting rid of bad habits, right? And then when we want to talk about getting rid, we're going to talk about the nuance. It's like, because do you really get rid of a habit, you know what I mean? Or do you replace it? And so if we're talking about, you know, changing bad habits, well, we got to talk about, okay, how is a habit made? And so, you know, everybody has the theories. First it was, you know, do something for 21 days. Then it was do something for three months straight consistently. And that's how a habit is formed. And I mean, you know, you can debate about the length of time. You can debate about how you do certain things. Because I'm going to be honest with you. I don't really think it takes 21 days to make a habit. Like I think of some of like the bad habits I started when I was kind of just going through a lot emotionally, it didn't take me 21 days to do it. You know, um, 
I started, I, I didn't even notice it, but this is actually how I ended up gaining weight because I was kind of emotionally eating. So it's like, I was feeling stressed, I was feeling overwhelmed, I was feeling sad, I was dealing with grief. And I just didn't know how, I wasn't processing it really because I just had so much going on. I still honestly do. When I tell you guys I need a vacation, I definitely need one bad. But you know, the way I was just kind of handling everything wasn't really the best and I just wanted something that felt good. Like I wanted something that just, just made me like happy. And me, like, I love good meals. Like, I love, you know, who doesn't love a good meal? You have a good food and just sits well. And so that's kind of just what I started doing. Like, I started eating the foods that I really, like, enjoyed, that tasted good, that excited my taste buds. But the problem is that most times those foods, those things that excite our taste buds or satiate our, our you know, our lust, because in, in a sense, right, not in a sexual sense, but you can lust for food, you know, it's just a superficial desire, right, I, I feel like desire is like something that you have a deep longing for, whereas wants, you know, like it's it's superficial, because you just had a craving for it, right, and so I would have like, you know, craving for just good food, and then I started um getting into the Chips Ahoy Chewies, and this is not a promotion by any means, um, but I enjoyed them and like, I started to get into a habit of buying them and then I would eat these things like, cause they, they are like borderline addictive. And I got into the habit of buying it and eating it and it didn't take me 21 days. It was a lot faster than that. Um, until I reached a point where I was like, okay, yeah, I can't, if I'm trying to lose weight, if I'm trying to get in shape, this is contrary to the goals that I'm trying to achieve. So that's gotta go. Um, but it wasn't really 21 days. It was just more like, you know, I, my body was craving this feeling. It was craving, you know, like an escape, a sense, something to just feel good in the midst of a lot of tough feelings and food, you know, those cookies were kind of giving that feeling. And that's how the habit was created. Like, Okay, you know, you're feeling stressed, go get that good feeling. And that's how a lot of bad habits and addictions form. It's through that. You're going through something, you're dealing with difficult emotions, tough feelings, and you want to medicate that, you want to satiate it, you want to feel better. So you get these things that make you feel better for the moment. doesn't really fix the problem, but it just feels good temporarily. Um, and that's just, you know, I mean, what we talk about bad habits. It's just medicating or answering cravings with behaviors that are not necessarily good for you, right? Um, And these are how habits develop. They go by the three R's. The first one being a reminder, okay? So that reminder is like a trigger or it's a cue. So something happens that now triggers the the habit or the behavior. So, you know, um, I'm feeling stressed. So the feeling of stress is the trigger. It's the cue, right? And then once I have the cue, then it now activates the routine, which is the be- the behavior associated with the trigger. So my trigger is I'm feeling stressed. Then now the behavior is buy the cookies, okay? Or get the cookies or eat the cookie. And now I reward, I'm rewarded by that feeling of, oh, wow, the cookie tastes good. It's satisfying, and so you get that dopamine hit in your in your mind that momentarily 
distracts you from the stress. So feeling stressed, eat cookies, the cookies taste good, you feel good, momentary distraction from the fact that you were feeling bad. And when it gets out of control is when people keep eating and they 300, 400 pounds because they really don't want to deal with the reality of their life. All right, so it starts with a trigger or a cue. The trigger or the cue leads to a behavior and the behavior is associated with a reward. So like when we think about how people get stuck to pornography, maybe the trigger is loneliness, rejection, boredom, right? You feel those feelings. And so the behavior now is watch pornography and you release and the release is that reward, that explosion of emotion that somewhat makes you feel better for a short period of time until the feelings come back again. And so now it creates a cycle, aka a habit, which becomes really, really hard for people to break. So again, we're going to go, it starts with a trigger or a cue. That trigger leads to a behavior or a routine and your behavior routine is associated with a reward. So when we think about good habits, right, we say to ourselves, okay, you know, um, I, the trigger could be my alarm clock ringing at 6.30. Now, the behavior is to wake up at 6.30. And the reward is now that I wake up at 6.30, I allow my, you know, I hit my goal or, or you know, it, it activates me to be more, um, locked in for the day. The reminder could be, okay, on my on my schedule, it is, uh, I, on my schedule, I put, okay, at two o'clock, I'm going to work out. So that's my reminder or my trigger. Boom, I hear it's time to work out. My behavior when I hear that trigger or cue is to go to the gym. And the reward is one, I was disciplined and went to the gym. The second thing is that long-term reward is my body will be in much better condition, right? So when you want to change habits, right, or you want to create habits, you have to first identify the triggers. So let's say you're trying to change, let's say you have a bad habit that you're trying to change. You have to first identify what is the trigger, what activates or what happens that makes me do this activity. So it's like, you know, if it's a person who, you know, and I'll, I'll use pornography because that's the thing a lot of people struggle with and that's one a lot of people's big bad habit. It's like, okay, what is the trigger? Okay, the trigger is, you know, whenever I'm alone, I sense that boredom and I have a habit of watching pornography when I'm alone. Okay, so I've identified the trigger and then I say, okay, why do I want to change this behavior? Because we're talking about how to change a habit. So you say, okay, what is your focus? Why do you want to change that habit? Um, do you want to change because you realize it's not healthy, because you realize it's an activity that goes against your morals and your values? Um, you want to change it because that's just not the kind of person that you're trying to be, okay? Or, you know, maybe you're in a relationship, maybe you're working to get married, or, you know, you just you just don't want it. So that is your focus, okay? So you first identify what feeling comes before I participate in this activity that I, I want to get rid of. So we can even go back to the cookies. When I feel stressed, that's when I want to eat cookies, all right? So my trigger is stress. Why do I want to stop eating cookies? Because it is, first of all, it's not fixing anything, all right? And it's an unhealthy practice that is actually hurting my body more than helping my body. 
And so it says now, next one would be enlist a friend, get some accountability, right? So what that would mean is you identify your trigger, you focus and have a reason on why you want to change it, and then you get someone that you have to answer to, right? So they say that you are way more exponentially successful in accomplishing a goal when you have someone to answer to. So it's easier for me to go to the gym if I know I'm going with my cousin or one of my friends is going to meet me at the gym at a certain time and I made that promise. But when it's just me and I don't have to answer to nobody and I just go when I feel like it, it's a lot easier to just be like, ah, you know, not today because there's no accountability. So if you're really, really trying to accomplish something or really trying to make, if you're, or you're really trying to make something happen, get accountability. It's the easiest way. It makes your life so much easier, right? And so, again, we identify the triggers, we have a reason, a belief, a mantra, a a value, something that we, we are focused on as to our reason on why we want to change. We get a friend or some level of accountability, and then it says we practice mindfulness, right? Mindfulness is helping you develop awareness around your thoughts, your feelings, and your actions. So what that means is you have to be aware of what you're doing, what you're thinking, and how you're behaving. And sometimes that takes time to learn. So, you know, a good practice is sometimes to stop what you're doing and feel yourself breathing, feel yourself blinking, feel yourself moving your toes. You know, give yourself an opportunity to be aware of what your body is doing and then you go from your body to your feelings like how do you feel right now are you happy are you sad are you calm are you stoic are you thinking about stuff like how are you feeling you know what I mean are you feeling stressed are you feeling grateful be in touch with your feelings and then think about your thoughts what is on your mind what is on the forefront of your mind what are you not trying to think about that is what mindfulness is all about and it's really important And I encourage each and every one of you, you know, I mean, whenever you can, just even if it's 10 minutes, take 10 minutes out of your day and just sit and breathe and take the time to think about your thoughts, like analyze your thoughts, analyze your feelings and, you know, take take a look at what your actions were during the day or, you know, what you've done up to this point. You know, what I mean, and the beauty is, is that as you become more aware of your behavior and the triggers that affect your behavior, you will now find it easier to do different things, right? Such as avoiding triggers that activate bad habit and learning not to act on every urge that you have, okay? And that's super important. When you learn not to act on every trigger or every urge, you start to develop a lot more self-discipline, okay? So mindfulness, all it really does is just it helps you notice the habits that are occurring in your daily life. And so as you notice these things, you start to realize that you have a lot more control over yourself and over your life than you realize, right? And so what we do is we don't necessarily get rid of bad habits. We replace bad habits with good ones. And that becomes the struggle because a lot of people focus on just like, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm done with this habit. But it's like, if you do that, you're replacing it with nothing but idle time. And all that does is open the door to fall back into it. But if once you remove a bad habit, no, I'm sorry, if you instead focus on replacing a bad habit instead of removing it, you're now giving yourself an activity to still do something, 
right? You don't want to just take out something and don't replace it. No, you want to replace it with something. So our focus here, and if we really want to change bad habits, it's to focus more so on what can I replace this bad habit with? So instead of saying, I want to stop eating cookies when I'm stressed, I could say, what, what is a good thing that I could do when I'm stressed? Maybe I could pray. Maybe I could do 10 push-ups. Maybe I could take a walk. And, and it, there we go. That's a good one. Or maybe I could drink some water. And so uh, when I said it to you, the, the best one kind of sounds like taking a walk. So taking a walk is one healthy for my body, great for my heart rate. It's not hurting me. It's actually a good thing. And now if every time I feel stressed, I take a walk, I'm replacing a bad habit, which was eating the cookies, with a good one, which is taking a walk. And then to do that, to reinforce that, you just uh, leave yourself reminders. You know, whether it's on your phone, you write stuff on your wall. You know, you have people who do the visual affirmations thing. Um, just write it somewhere where you can always see it and constantly put it in your brain. Remember, make your life easy. Make growth easy. It doesn't have to be hard. So if you could just put a bunch of messages all around your house, all around your room, your bathroom, reminding you of the behaviors that you want to start participating in, do that. It will make it easier. So it's like, for example, if I were to write something on my wall that says, okay, next time you're feeling stressed, instead of um, eating a cookie, take a walk. I'm constantly flashing that image every time I see it into my mind and subconsciously I'm retraining my mind to understand, hey, when we're stressed, we walk, we don't eat cookies. And I'm doing that by repeating it to myself. I'm doing that by putting messages and notes all around, you know, where I live. I have other visual reminders. It could be my phone, my watch, whatever. I'm just doing everything I can to keep my mind focused on, hey, instead of eating cookies, walk, right? And so it's like, you know, let's say you're trying, you're not trying to uh, drink soda, right? You just leave stickers on your fridge that says, you, or leave it in a way where it's an obstacle. So like when you're about to grab the handle to the fridge to grab a soda, you'll see something that says, hey, instead of soda, drink water. So it's like, if you're going to have to consciously make the decision to go against what you actually want to do, which makes it harder, right? Notes, notes, sticky notes. You know, little messages, reminders, those help so, so much, so much. Just make it, make it easy for yourself. You know what I mean? That's, you know, all these smartphones, smart this, smart that, set alarms for yourself, set little messages for yourself. You know, these things, you know what I mean? Like if you know dinner's going to take 20 minutes, just be like, hey, you know, Siri, um, remind me in 20 minutes, hey, go take a walk. And as soon as you're done eating, you know what I mean? After 20 minutes, that message is going to pop up. It's going to say, hey, go take a walk. And, you know, you'll be all right. Um, the other thing is to make it even easier, right? And this is everything that we're doing on our own. But if you want to make it even easier, surround yourself with people who are already living the way you want to live. Surround yourself with people who are living healthy, who who have overcome some of the struggles that you're struggling with, who are not getting their butt kicks the same way anymore. Like, surround yourself with those people. It makes it easier. Uh, the definitely, though, in all of this... You know, be prepared for the fact that you are not always going to get it right when it comes to, you know, redoing your habits and setting new habits or changing bad habits. Like, you're not always going to get it right. You're going to mess up and it's going to happen, but you learn and you adjust, you reevaluate and you come right back to it. You know, learn from your slip ups. Understand, okay, what did I do? Oh man, I ate cookies again. What happened? Okay. Um, You know, this time uh, I didn't pay attention to the reminders or, 
you know, the cookies weren't where they usually were. So I didn't see the visual cues that usually slow me down or, you know, um, normally before I buy the cookies, I'll ask my wife, but this time I didn't say anything. I just bought them. You know what I mean? Understand why you slipped up and make adjustments. Like for me, what I did is I just stopped buying the cookies. And the other day I went to Publix, I seen them and I wanted them, but I thought, man, I'm trying to get in shape. I'm trying to get right. And I said, maybe once I hit, you know, 180, I'll get some cookies as a, as a little reward. But I'm not, I, I'm definitely not doing it now. Like I'm, I'm definitely not doing it now. So, you know, when you do slip up and it will happen, just be kind to yourself and understand why and then make an adjustment. You know what I mean? Don't think it's all or nothing. Like, oh, I have to go 90 days without, you know, participating in this behavior, 90 days without cooking. And that's like, now we're human. We have our ups and we have our downs. It's just a part of the process. You know what I mean? Accepting that you're going to slip up sometimes when you're trying to replace a habit or break a habit and coming up with a plan when you're dealing with that is another thing. You know what I mean? Like you got to manage your feelings. You got to manage your frustrations. You know what I mean? You just got to continue to believe that you can do this. And if you focus on it and you use some of these tips I'm giving you, you will be all right. So, you know, again, focus, take time to understand your triggers, you know, take time to understand what behaviors are connected to those triggers practice mindfulness think about how you feel make a plan make a plan on what you're going to do if you have to change your environment if you have to be more loving with yourself if you have to be kinder to yourself just make adjustments and instead of focusing on getting rid of the habit and i'm never going to do this again i'm never going to do that focus on replacing it so how can you replace your bad eating habit how can you replace your habit to constantly self-sabotage how can you replace your habit to constantly oversleep how can you replace your your bad habit of you know every time you feel rejected or alone you watch pornography how can you replace these habits and what are you going to replace these habits with and honestly replacing habits is much much better than just trying to stop or change bad habits because you're just giving yourself a new behavior to the same triggers because the triggers will always be there but if you don't replace it with a new behavior at a certain point you're just gonna go back to doing what you usually do so just replace it. Replace a bad habit with a good one. And you'll watch how your good habits will lead to a much better life. And at the end of the day, that's all I want for you guys. It's all I'm aiming for you guys. So, you know, I hope after this, you guys are habit masters. And, you know, you start taking some time to really work and improve on good habits. And listen, in this journey, don't feel like you need to start. Ooh, I'm going to start three new, four habits or whatever. Just take one. Just take one. Start with one habit, make the change, make the adjustment, and you go from there. One habit at a time. Okay? You focus on one, and once it feels comfortable, once it feels natural, then you add another, and you rinse and repeat. And you'll see that, you know, at the end of the year, you got a couple great habits that you got going on. You're far more disciplined than you've ever been, and your life is starting to look like the way you've always wanted it to be. You know what I mean? And that's all it is, man. Just trying to help you guys grow in the same way I'm trying to help myself. And so I hope this has been a blessing to you. You know, as I always say, if you guys really enjoyed it, listen, please, please leave a review and share this with four or five of your friends. Share it in the family group chat, the, the friends group chat, the girls group chat, the guys group chat. I mean, share it with your peoples. Um, and also share share the lessons that you're learning with people. You know what I mean? Uh, hit me up on Instagram. Shout out on Instagram. Got a lot of new things coming. We got one more episode before 52. Hope you guys are there. To catch me at the end, and then we're gonna take a break to just reevaluate, redo some things. 
get that video set up going. So not only can we have the podcast on audio, but we can also set it up on my YouTube channel. All that information will be coming soon. So just hang tight. We're going to talk a lot more to come. But again, it's been another one of episode of Cell Speaks. I love you guys. Keep rocking with me. Till next time. Peace.